0: Have to the economic health of this nation has there are been four essential economic freedoms. the excessive decline in the dollar. It'll more it's jobs a late rally on Wall Street. Too big to fail. Growing the economy.
1: Growing the economy. Amazing what's been going on with the economy.
0: Welcome. Welcome. Yeah.
2: This is Money Talk. Money
0: Talk. Good morning! You're listening to Money Talks, Atlanta's longest-running, most respected money show on the radio. I'm Troy Harmon. I'm here today with none other than... Yeah, come on, Penny?
1: Jared. Uh, J. J. Penny? <laughs> J. C. Penny.
2: J. C. Penny. Oh, yes. J. Money. Uh, uh,
1: yeah. how,
0: about, how about we just call you Jared?
1: There you go. Jared. You're the host. You call me what you want to, okay. Troy. <laughs> All right. Well, not, not anything,
0: but... Well. <laughs> Let, anything appropriate we're on the radio for radio here. When we're right. not on the radio, I call you whatever. <laughs> well, wait, yeah. <laughs> anyway, right. we have Jarrett McKenzie, who is a CFP and a CWS. That's right. As well as Sean Atherialt who is a CFP, CPA, uh, C-D-F-A. CDFA. Overachiever. Any, anything God. else? We no. got anything else? Okay. Not yet. All right. So there we have it. Later. For right. Later. Mm-hmm. There
1: we go. Oh, where, where's your third one at now Troy? You got the CFA uh, and the CVA, right?
0: That's correct. You're working yeah, on the third yeah. still? Uh, yeah, 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 I am working. Got a little sidetracked, but uh, with the market going up and
2: down and sideways, I don't, I don't it, know why. It wasn't.
0: It wasn't the market. Oh, it yeah. wasn't the market. But okay. I'm, uh, uh-huh. I'm back on the case.
1: We well, got a little. Speaking of soon. the
0: market, though, we are up. Look at year that. To date finally, we Positive made it
2: Positive territory. Here
0: we go, 1.69% as we record this show. Uh, still, information technology almost 11% higher on the year. A uh, couple of way down in the basement, telecommunications, which really is only made up of, what, three securities, I think it is? Mm-hmm. Uh, but still down big, 13.6%. 13. 13, mm-hmm. And consumer staples right there with them, 13.6% negative. Uh, you know, we talked about that last week and some of the names in there and how strange it is to see just how badly they've done. Uh, biggest sense we can make out of that uh, in both cases is uh, they're dividend paying securities and uh, interest, interest rates, rates. Yeah, interest rates have moved. Uh, when interest rates go higher, the. Uh, value of those interest paying securities generally tends to decline.
2: Same with utilities that are down five percent, right? Correct,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. Uh over the week it's been actually a pretty good week. I think I saw um, we've had the Dow five days in a row positive. Um you know we're still not back to where we were end of January where the S P five hundred was seven percent higher. But uh uh news is pretty decent. Um just about Everything in the past week has been positive. Information technology up 5.6 percent. Financials almost 5 percent at 4.86. You go all the way down. Even consumer staples are positive, but uh, slightly less than 1 percent. So that pushed
2: uh, financials positive for the year now, right? Almost 1 percent.
0: It does, yeah. yeah. Um, And – You know, we've got four sectors that are actually positive for the year, information technology, consumer discretionaries, energy, and financials. So uh, uh, energy's been rocking right along, mostly driven by the price of crude oil uh we're over seventy bucks a barrel again uh good news if you invest in that space not so Bad much news at the pump just, yeah if you're just going to buy gas it's uh, <laughs> not a happy thing right. I had a conversation with my dad a long time ago he used to complain about uh you know you see the the price of crude oil move up and even before it gets to the pump, you start seeing the price at the pump start reflecting higher prices in crude and I told him, hey man, just buy some ExxonMobil um stock and you can participate on the side you want to mm-hmm. and then you know when uh when the price of your stock falls because crude oil is falling then you get the benefit of having cheaper gas there so you know. if you're gonna i mean we all use automobiles almost all of us in some way or another so if uh you know if it helps you mentally and emotionally to uh soften that blow of the cost of gasoline then why not
1: yeah so how do you think this uh, withdrawal that the Trump administration made earlier this week from the uh, – was it the Iranian sure. nuclear do- – deal? I mean, what, what kind of impact do you think that's going to have, particularly over the summer when gas prices are usually rising at the pump, right? I mean, is that sure. is that going to drive them up even further, you think? Uh, yeah,
0: I mean, it has the potential to uh, make a little – uh, instability in the Middle East. But
2: aren't we are we self-sufficient right now? Or am I incorrect? Uh, that? we're
0: getting there. Uh, okay. We still use we still use imported oil, but uh, we we get closer and closer to that all the time uh, with uh, being able to pump shale oil, and you can see uh West Texas Intermediate Crude, which is actually impacted by that uh those drillings in uh
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh in the uh, well I guess in Texas as well as uh up in North Dakota and various other areas throughout the Midwest. Um you can tell that it's not quite as volatile as some of the other prices, uh like a North uh, North Sea Brent, North Sea crude, um and uh probably surely not as impacted by Uh, by crude coming out of the Middle East. But uh, let's face it, the biggest producer is still Saudi Arabia. As long as that is the case, um, we're we're still going to have to keep keep an eye. No, I think they they will. I think that's part of what's going on. I mean, you're talking about a global supply of a commodity that's used also globally. Um, You're going to see an impact. There's always going to be that sensitivity, that uh, correlation, if you will, to uh, issues in the Middle East and the price of oil on a global scale. Uh, some of the things that don't impact it is, I mean, obviously if if we're having to import oil, that cost is uh, is going to be right. an issue. Well, yeah. So and we
1: certainly don't feel like there's going to be a shortage of any kind. Then as a result of this.
0: No, uh, it, but you know that well, we have still oversupply right now, right? Oh uh, yeah, we're still we're still very yeah.
1: flush so, I mean, because they they did continue to generate you know the, yeah. those yeah, additional were, barrels, which is what had kept it down for a long time.
0: Sure. Actually. Well, and not only that. Remember, uh, Iran was was uh, not being able to sell their crude mm. into the market, and uh, recently that changed. So you know we're back to. Uh, sanctions on Iran again. So, uh, Jared, to your point, it's really difficult to say exactly what's going to happen, but it is something worth watching. Um, You know, there are folks that say it's a a destabilizing effect. Uh, To be honest with you, I think pretty much everything we've seen out of the Trump administration over the first year, at least mm-hmm. uh has been uh, in in a lot of ways a negotiation tactic uh, you can look at uh, some of the geopolitical issues in uh say North Korea uh you saw three Americans were released from North Korea uh this past week uh all of that has been uh due to in in some part to uh, kind of the negotiation tactics that we've seen. And I still say that the tariffs that we we're talking about with China are precisely that as well. And, you know, e- even that already has, uh, has changed some of the things. Uh, the Germans had uh, tariffs on automobiles. Um, and they are one of the biggest suppliers of BMWs, obviously, of automobiles in the United States. As soon as uh, we started talking about those tariffs, they they went immediately and changed some of the some of the charges that they have on automobiles coming into Germany from Higher U.S. Or less? less, yeah. So that means we
2: should them. go buy BMWs and Exxon oil right now. Well, <laughs>
0: oh, well. Uh, what it what it actually <laughs> says is that we can sell them. Uh, on a more even keel right. into Germany, and that's that's really what he was trying to get. So, um, you well, know, it and and I think that that story with China is yet to play out, but uh, yeah. it'll be I believe it'll be a negotiation issue. You're never going to get an economist that says, Hey, you know what? Tariffs are a great idea. You know who winds up paying for tariffs? It's the citizens in the country that impose them. Uh, generally, it becomes a higher cost. And uh, that's that's where the ultimate dollar falls, so, or cost rather, not mm-hmm. necessarily dollar, could be a different currency, the euro.
1: <laughs> yeah, you bring up North Korea. I mean, I, I'm wondering how much of an impact. Obviously, a more stable Korean Peninsula is is going to be beneficial to us from, uh, you know. Uh, a scary standpoint Sleep right well <laughs> exactly but i mean as good as that is with, with with trump you know in this upcoming meeting with kim jong-un do we what do we really stand to benefit domestically because of this i mean aside from again a more stable korean peninsula it's not as though this is going to amp up trade with the country but it certainly seems to be offsetting some of this uh this talk about the iranian deal and backing out of that um, sure so it's a good thing but I, I was just curious in reading some of the headlines earlier what what that might what we might stand to benefit from as far as all that's concerned. Well, as a nation,
0: I would say, I mean, right off the jump, you you have to consider that you're going to be spending less on defense uh, to try to protect South Korea.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, you know, I, it's hard to say exactly what happens. I think uh, the Chinese, uh, who are truly the big power in that general vicinity, um, right. probably want something in return as well, you know, uh, and... Uh, they have uh, have been vocal to North Korea, telling them, you know, you need to act right.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all the meetings on their soil, right? Isn't it in Singapore or something? Singapore, which really? is not it's not China, not, it's, it's not China, yeah, but Singapore yeah, I mean, it's close.
0: yeah, it's in the it's in the general area. So, uh, honestly, other than you know, a lower cost of of defense and probably a uh, better security for um, Americans in general. Uh, you know, it was that um, Kim Jong-un was talking about being able to launch a rocket that could hit the the uh, United States, and uh, that would definitely not be a good thing. Right. So, uh, you know, as, as far as uh, safety and security and lesser cost of that safety and security is probably the biggest thing. Now, does it open up opportunities for American corporations to go in there? To be honest, I don't know, uh, and there, it's so early on now, It's I guess uh, maybe we will see soon enough. All right, guys, we uh, do have a situation this week, but hey, before we get to that, let's talk a little bit about what we had, and we didn't get to this in the first segment, but uh, there was one number in the uh, economic releases this week that I wanted to touch on a little bit. Consumer Price Index, since we are kind of on a... a um, Specific watch for uh, inflation. I think CPI actually matters. This came out late in the week. Uh, CPI rose 0.2% in April. It was expected to come out uh, 0.3% gain. Uh, Really, if you look at the the, uh, year over year numbers, is what uh, I like to check out. And um, we had core CPI at 2.1%. And the headline CPI at 2.5 percent, so we're now hitting just a little above the 2 percent target that the Fed uh, talks about. Um, I believe food costs. There was uh, there was a little information in the Wall Street Journal this week too about uh, uh, the rise in in the cost of food. And believe it or not, it's not really the food that's uh, that's the big cost. It's transportation. Uh, trucking is uh, the, the shortage of trucks and Uh, The increase in uh, online e-commerce purchases is actually creeping into the the price of of our food supply. Some of the big suppliers, especially to uh, restaurants, are uh, having to try to pass along those increases in cost, and uh, they're finding it a little bit difficult, the consumers not uh, um, having to deal with it as much. But when you start seeing that PPI number, the producer price index number, creep up, you know, it's just a matter of time if it continues before you're seeing uh, consumer price index rise as well. But uh, other than that, guys, we uh, uh, well, so look we'll, at interest rates just real yeah, quick ahead. with the
1: CPI. I mean, sure. with, with that being one of the primary leading economic indicators, as I would say. I mean, that's always been my understanding. I yeah, mean, unemployment, one
0: of the, inflation, those right? Kind yeah, of there things. are
1: there are others, but you know, CPI being being you know, like you said, an important one. I mean, with with the rise, albeit very marginal. I mean is that an indication of, of obviously of what's to come but you know more so specific to you know how the economy looks in the in the near term uh we're not heading towards at least what we see now in these numbers is not pushing us towards a recessionary environment
0: we're not there now if that's what you're asking that's generally the way the sure. cycle works um you you wind up seeing uh increase in in costs Mm -hmm. and when inflation starts rising i mean we've got a federal reserve that watches it like a hawk right Mm -hmm. and uh in order to keep inflation in check which is very difficult to to uh keep down if you let it go too far without some actions we've seen uh the federal reserve act to raise interest rates uh they've done it uh you know we did it in march uh, expected in June again another twenty five basis point increase we're expected in September and then probably in December now, which is brand new on the table. We were only seeing the options market over the last uh, week. this has actually changed. We had only been seeing the options market indicate that we would have three interest increase uh, increases um, this year now we're December's back on the table so uh what winds up happening is, you know, the, the economy rocks along, growth starts kicking up. When growth, you know, increases, then you start having uh, shortages. In this case, you know, it's a, a shortage of drivers. So quite often it starts with wages, um, and, you know, here we are again. Um, so the cost of that uh, that service or whatever it is begins to rise. As costs rise, the Fed also increases uh, interest rates. So then you have two expenses in corporations, almost every corporation that are increasing. You've got their inputs for their finished goods, as well as their cost of capital that increases. Their profit begins to get squeezed. Mm-hmm. Um, and before you know it, you have a recession. Am I calling for a recession? No, absolutely not. Right. Uh, you know, one of the things, the other things you can look at is uh, when the cost of wages begins to increase to a certain level, then people quit hiring. hmm and or, and maybe even lay off. Yeah. So then you watch closely for unemployment. Right. Uh unemployment actually ticked down. We got that number uh last week. Uh it, it was associated with our employment situation which uh there were 164,000 jobs created in April. Expected to be around 200,000. I think 193 just off the top of my head. Uh, but instead of 4.1% unemployment rate, we're now at 39 So we're still going in the right direction in that regard. Um, mm-hmm. Problem is we're just starting to see a little bit of inflation, and the Fed has been raising interest rates for, you know, started. The first one was way back in 2015, December of 2015. We got one increase then. Uh, we got, what, a couple last year, three last year, um, slated for – maybe four now in 2018. So uh, something that we'll keep watching. Um, with changes in the regulatory environment and lower taxes, I, I really expect that uh, uh, we could uh, we could continue this this growth cycle for quite a while. In fact, one of the things that we've talked about recently, a couple of weeks ago, we had the – uh, ten year treasury over three percent first time it had been over three percent since two thousand and fourteen mm-hmm. uh, that is a confirmation of growth basically you know when you right. start seeing interest rates rise so uh when you 're having all these situations uh you got to be mindful of everything at the same time there's right. a lot of uh, a lot of things that impact.
1: Well, it 's good to hear you say that and and specifically because i'm 'm getting questions about it and i 'm i'm responding in much the same way that you just did to me, and that is that that's not the only measure. While, while certainly yes, that's moving upwards and indicating some inflation. It's not indicative of any kind of recessionary period in the near term. Now, you know, again, you, you've got to look at these things in conjunction with each other because, as you said, you know, one can be moving in one direction, the other one moving in the other. But, uh, you know, I just wanted to confirm it for the, our listeners as well because it's something that seemingly a lot of clients have been asking about and want to make sure I'm on the same page with you guys and in, sure. in research absolutely because uh, that's exactly what I've been I've been telling them.
0: Yeah, so. So, uh, I mean, we got another minute, and we'll take a quick break. And then when we get back, we'll talk about our situation we wanted to this week. But, uh, you know, since we're on the subject, there's a couple of things you can look for uh, as as good indicators historically. Uh, Number one is when you start seeing unemployment increases. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, when the unemployment situation starts getting weak, uh, usually it's a bad sign for the economy. We don't see any sign of that. At the moment, it's Mm -hmm. still going very strong.
1: What about the yield Uh, curve?
0: Yeah, the yield curve inversion is usually a sign within 12 to 18 months of a, a potential recession. And then, you know, what's called a real earnings yield, which is kind of the inverse, of the P.E. on the S&P 500. Uh, and then you subtract out uh, inflation. So that's the piece that makes it the real earnings curve. So, it, you know, it's kind of a valuation uh, indicator and and uh, in, in every single one of those instances we're not seeing signs of, of a recession at this point so it's uh, good news you know, yeah hope hopefully we see quite a long while uh, uh, we'll, we'll continue having it's growth worth. in the economy yeah absolutely no all right well let's take that quick break we'll be right back and we'll talk to uh, talk about a situation and answer some financial questions you're listening to money talk stick around
2: when I think back,